you walk into an IKEA and you think, I could just live here. Hello, welcome back to the next episode of Get Real About Marketing. I'm back with M, and today we're talking about sustainability in retail marketing. So we're just going to have a conversation about some brands that are really hitting the mark and why it's so important that they do. So to kick us off, do you think people know what sustainability is when they talk about sustainability being important? Because there's sustainability for brands and then there's things like social equity, which is ignoring fair labour and sourcing. And then you've got environmental responsibility. So making sure that you've got efficient use of resources and waste reduction, minimising the carbon footprint. That's quite a big one, I think. People resonate with with that. And I would attribute that to, for example, buying something locally versus buying something from a retailer around the world to reduce your carbon footprint in the sense that it doesn't need to come over on a plane. And then we've also got things like the economic viability, um, which I would attribute to people profit planet so you know businesses that put focus on all of those things as opposed to a business of old where it would have been more about profits which in fairness is why businesses get into business or is why they used to get into business but these days they have to get into business or at least part of their business needs to be to solve a problem so which high street retailers are currently doing this so Marks and Spencers was the first to focus on sustainability when they launched their Plan A initiative, which is back in 2007. Okay. More modern, well, not modern, because Marks and Spencers got some cool clothes in it. Like yeah, that. I actually really like yeah, Marks and Spencers, but I wouldn't consider myself yeah, to be modern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but H&M, we have spoke about in a previous episode, but they... Yeah, they've got their clothing garment, collection. yeah. Clothing collection. Yeah. But the body shop also had the same thing. Oh, did it? Yeah. The body shop um, did a campaign, which was bring back our bottles. And it was where, similar to H&M, if you bring back your bottles, they have like a proper recycling thing for them. And then you get a voucher to spend in store. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. And they said they were more interested about keeping a good relationship with their current customers rather than looking for new customers. Yeah, well, it costs more to find yeah, a new customer. More, yeah. So a retailer that understands that is important yeah. for their own bottom line, but also from a customer perspective, to be valued as a, an existing customer is nice. You yeah. expect that. Because how many times do you see a um, a brand that's got an offer out and it's for new customers only? Yeah. And how infuriating is it? Yeah, because you think, well, where's the loyalty? Yeah. So that's nice. I like that. And I like that it's Body Shop as well, because... There's, um, for example, when I go into London, there's a couple of um, shops on the the concourse and one of them was the body shop. And it was, I don't actually think it's still there now, but it was the last one to go. And I was so sad to see it go because I used to go in there all the time. There was that one and Paper Chase and um, Accessorize. I think they've actually moved it because their their strategy in the station was that they wanted more space and they were changing things around like that. But it worried me that it was disappearing, but it's still on high street. Yeah, it's the body shop. Yeah, I think they're quite good for sustainability body shop art. Well, maybe that's why they're still a more up-to-date version of that. I say more up-to-date. They're also not a new brand, but Lush. Oh, yeah, Lush. Are they doing well? 
bit of a weird one though because completely have gone off social media and like stopped yeah. that all political yeah it's political yeah it's political. still doing well though aren't they yeah they are still doing well yeah which doesn't break well for us you can smell it about five miles away yeah that's so true actually you the block now <laughs> my mama hates going in there I struggle with Lush purely because it's so busy. Oh, yeah, it's always so busy. But one in Liverpool. I was going to tell you about one in Liverpool. <laughs> it's like a revolving. Have you seen that? No. Oh, my God. I actually it's looked got it up. four stores on it. It's the biggest one in the world. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the biggest Lush store that, oh, it's that they have. But you can get treatments in there. Yeah. It's a Lush spa. Yeah, you can. And I was going to talk about that because that's on the high street. So yeah. we talk about um, how retailers can use sustainability in their marketing. Mm. And then what are some of those trends, personalization and experience? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good experience. They're nailing it. Yeah, we used to go out to the town. And they're, like the first place everyone had to go was at Lush. Yeah. Like, it was like a proper crazy. But I don't know if that's really the case now with like younger like say like 13, 14 year old. I mean, when I'm buying for nieces and nephews, mm. if I buy them lush, it's always they're always happy about it. Yeah. No, it is good. That Liverpool one, it's okay. It's like yo sushi how it goes round yeah. on the sushi that bomb. Is it? Bath bombs, yeah. Oh. Like they convey about a bath bomb just going around Just that so can you pick them up and take them? I think so, yeah. See, I quite like that because then it presumably means that if the conveyor belt's going around, people aren't walking around and I don't have to bash people well, you have, my way. Well, I don't know, actually, because that's not like the first, like, you have to go off to that. I don't really know what the point of it is. But when we went with Abby not to hold this place. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they're obviously packing stuff in because, you know, they've, yeah. got, they've got a lot of people coming in. Yeah, they, they are it a works. one. It's an interesting one. It works for them. Yeah. We were talking in a recent pod about minimalistic styles in terms of interiors because of um, people my age in particular growing up in a home that wasn't styled minimalistically. And you said a lot of young people, in your opinion, really like a minimalistic yeah, approach to things. Yeah. Would you call Lush no, minimalistic? Oh it's God, not, it's is chaotic. it? It's, it I is find chaotic. It very stressful in there. I do, but people still go in yeah. and buy it. There's always a massive queue. Yeah, there is always a massive. To be fair, though, like thinking back, I don't think I've ever had anything from Lush that's come in a plastic bag at all. No, that's a good point. Like, actually. I feel like even bath bombs have always been in the paper ones. Yeah. And then their bags have always been paper. Yeah, that's true. The boxes that you used to buy a gift box is always a box. And, and then they have their plastic. black containers, don't they? Yeah, they, they, have their, I, they must be reusable. I imagine if you take them back in, you could get. That's interesting. We should look into that. Yeah. If we find something on that, we'll share it in the links. But the point is, we all know that it's all, it's lush is about how they make it and what's in it. And yeah. the fact that they've got vegan products. Yeah, and, they've got a good range of vegan stuff there. But they exist because they have a strong belief. Yeah. And they are one of the biggest retail shops, I yeah. think, on the high street, yeah. on nearly every high street. So we talk about user-generated content. I know about the Lush Spa mm. because somebody I know recently yeah, went. went. And when I said to her, I can't believe this is a thing yeah. you couldn't believe it she's been going for ages um and she's not you know not young but not old yeah she's yeah, 30s, yeah. You know? um but yeah just not come across it but the point is user-generated content really yeah. works for them so yeah, they might be off too. socials but yeah they're not oh, yeah, really off socials well, yeah. yeah exactly so i think that's a brilliant example actually of how to really stand by your brand yeah. put your values out there and let your customers do the talking yeah um, and when it comes to sustainability, it has to be about your brand values. So 
that is that's probably the most powerful marketing technique that you can have is to stand by what you believe, yeah, what you believe in, in and let other people do the yeah. talking rather than having a you know a rigid branded campaign yeah, you can't see a lot of other companies would do that i don't think i'm not i can't think of one off the top I of my head that does it as well as lush no and when i think of lush i think handmade yeah you know locally sourced yeah food trucks and i don't know just that kind of thing that's what i think of so in, yeah that's interesting so in addition to that, we've got a couple of other retailers that aren't clothing brands, because I think when you think of sustainability, yeah. people always immediately go to materials, yeah. fabrics, where are they sourced, where are they made? But there's a couple of others. So Hellman's, for example, appreciate they're not a retail brand, but they're in supermarkets. Yeah. They're focused on tackling food waste. And the thing I like about them is that they have an educational program to sort of teach people mm. how to deal with minimising their food waste um, and household waste, which I think is brilliant. And then also Curry's, yeah. um, who again, big retailer, mainly on the, not on the high street, but still yeah. um, bricks yeah, and mortar businesses. Yeah. And they launched a scheme to refurbish, repair and recycle, which is a huge campaign mm. topic, isn't it? And we see that a lot on university campuses with not refurbish, but reuse yeah. and recycle. So I thought that was interesting that Curry's were doing that. And that's not a new thing for them. Another company that I think were quite pioneering is Wild, the deodorant. They've got a lot going for them in terms of sustainability. They focus on reducing plastic waste. They have the reusable aluminium cases. Mm. Talking about personalisation again, you can personalise. Yes, and so you can... If anyone had said to me years ago that people would deodorant. be buying yeah. personalised deodorants, I probably would have laughed in their faces. But they are. Yeah. And loving it. And again look at user-generated content yeah they do a lot with influencers yeah they do, and yeah. these people are actually going online on their socials and recording mm. themselves putting on deodorant yeah. on who could have ever imagined that that would be yeah. a marketing tactic seems to work i'd like to know how people how brands can manage the roi on this yeah you know it has to be in bulk doesn't it yeah. so you know just managing the metrics of who's coming through socials and, mm. you know, following the pixel and who's ending up on the website and purchasing and whatnot. I'd love to see some stats yeah. on that. I really would. To see how people find out about this brand um, because it went from just being online. I'd love to know who the demographic is again yeah. because I think the product looks like it would be something that a younger, younger audience yeah, would go for. Yeah. But I'm not part of that younger audience and I liked it. And also, I'm not sure that, that younger group would be maybe doing their own shopping in Tesco. Mm. Maybe their parents would be doing it for yeah. them. I suppose it. like uni students. Yeah. But again, it comes across like, how much more is that than normal deodorant? Yeah, like, absolutely. You're probably going to go for the normal one when you're a student, yeah. like, aren't you? If you're in Tesco and there's one for like... It's £3. Pounds. Yeah, rather than about like, £5. Yeah. £3 for a deodorant. Even that. I know, it's stupid. It's a lot, isn't it? The cost of not having BO... I mean, it's worth every penny, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> um, so in addition to those high street retailers, there's others that have come about because of sustainability and their marketing speaks for itself. Again, I think through the product and user generated, mm. not necessarily through ad campaigns and whatnot, just the brand. So for example, who gives a crap? I mean, I buy who gives a crap. It's the loo roll. And I was talking to somebody about this recently. So people think it's expensive. And before we started buying it for the office, 
my business partner and I sat down and we literally calculated <laughs> the cost of a normal loom roll mm. versus that because we were interested and also you can only buy it in like boxes of 48 and we were thinking oh, yeah. God, if we're going to have to store all of this as well we want yeah, to make yeah. sure that yeah it's sustainable we're you know we're doing a good thing where we can mm. it's a small thing to be able to do but at least you know those I think the small steps but it works out very similar in price. Ooh. And you get each one individually wrapped. Yeah. We had comments from family members who like made a bit of a joke about it being a bit posh because you've got your individually yeah, wrapped, wrapped blue roll. Product. It looks really nice. I yeah, think they've done works. a really good job yeah. with their product. Thinking about their customer who can afford something like that, mm. you know, who's going to be bothered to yeah. pay more for toilet paper, who's got a bit more money, what are they going to want from a product? I think they've nailed it. You can't buy it in a supermarket, can you? You can't. So they have to ship it to you. Yes. So speaking of who gives a crap, I had a look at Boxburner, who um, work with youth mm. aged 16 to 24, Gen Z, and they do a lot of research. And they said that 16 to 24-year-olds highly value brands that are transparent and committed to sustainability. And actually 77% of them would be more inclined to buy from a brand if they make sustainable choices. That said, they did also note that that age demographic struggle to actually fulfill mm. that um, desire. I think it, it doesn't suggest it here. It just says that it's because it yeah. isn't always possible due to various constraints. That's got to be money. I was going to say, it's definitely got to be money. Yeah. You can't always, at the age that I am, make a decision because... Yeah, it's hard. So, yeah, it's sustainable products yeah. cost more money yeah. generally, don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah. But then that's the mindset. Then you think back to, oh, actually, H&M are giving me money mm -hmm. to spend on stuff. There's other ways that you can get involved. But yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of brands and retailers that are producing products and marketing products. And you must think, yeah, that looks great. I'd love to take that option yeah. versus something that's exactly the same in terms of what I want. Let's say it's, you know, a lippy or something. Mm. The only difference is one costs twice as much, yeah. but it is sustainably sourced. Mm. Somebody who can't afford to pay more isn't going to go for that choice. Yeah, so yeah. how do we, Yeah. how do they change that? I'd like to know, you know, what a good solution is to that. I mean, all, it's always got to be economies of scale. The yeah, more people that yeah. buy from a sustainable retailer, their costs yeah, their cost. will start to come down. Yeah. But right now it's on the cusp of mm. being mainstream. So yeah. they probably don't have those economies of scale. So hopefully that'll change. So um, supermarkets, they're um, they're all into zero waste, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, let's not get into the whole plastic bag, bag conversation situation. because, quite frankly, I can't be asked. It's been too yeah. long now. And the amount of times I have forgotten to take one, yeah, we've got a whole cupboard yeah, dedicated to our plastic Same. bags. Bloody hate them. They've got more space than my husband's got for shoes. They are trying to do other things. So... Waitrose started it, M&S now do it, two higher-end stores. I'd like to see it move down into, um, you know, the Asdas and mm. whatnot. But zero waste, zero packaging, going in oh, your yeah. own yeah. and getting your rice getting past your or whatever. Yeah. It's not just that, though. You can go and get dish soap and um, things like that, which yeah. I wouldn't have expected. So I like that supermarkets are doing that. Um, it's encouraging consumers to bring their own containers. So I would like... Oh, that's what I love doing that. Are you really going to, who's going to remember that? This is what I'm saying. Somebody, I, I forget a bag. I, I can't even remember yeah. to take a bag. You've just said the same, but we have to remember this. Yeah. But then if people want to make sustainable choices, yeah. we have to engage our brain at some point. Yeah, there true. are zero waste shops on high streets. There's definitely a rise in that. Yeah, there is, yeah. We've been out and we've seen one. 
And this, these are the shops where I'm seeing yeah. um, who gives a crap, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember going out in the 90s with my mum down our local high street and there'd be these shops where there's essentially like stuff in bins and baskets and stuff. And it, mm. it's basically, you know, yeah. you take your own packaging and you can get your packaging. Yeah. It's basically what they're doing in supermarkets. And then they all seem to disappear off the face of the earth. Mm. And now they're back. Now they're back, yeah. So that is that because of demand? Yeah. They're still in business. There's a lot of retail businesses that are going out of business. There's a lot of void units, yet we've got these zero-waste retailers back on the high street. So interesting to see if that continues, I think. But in terms of marketing, I haven't seen anything. No, I haven't seen anything. I'm assuming it's because they're all individual um, yeah. stores. Yeah. I know that there's one in Buxton. My mum lived oh, in really? Buxton. And um, there's a zero waste shop there, and she loves it. Mm-hmm. She's very tapped into being yeah. sustainable and you know healthy planet and environmentally friendly and all of that. Which I'm aware I've just kind of gone oh she's interesting, and I don't even mean it like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's very into all of that. But she's I feel like it's rarer for like that generation. To oh, be do you like, think so? Do you not? To be, you feel like it's rarer for an older generation. Yeah, to be like really like environmentally friendly. yeah yeah and like aware of it like, is that coming from the fact that a younger generation feel that that generation did this yeah yeah maybe <laughs> my mom's always been like that yeah i don't know if it's because she's um conscious of sp- overspending mm. but she likes to get money's worth do good give back that yeah. kind of in her um in her makeup but this shop in particular is quite far back off yeah, the it is, street, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to see more of them in more mainstream, um, busy areas. Yeah. And it'd be nice to see them actually do some marketing because if this, if Zero Waste Independence did that and more people knew about it, I think they would go. Yeah. For example, there's a farm shop near us, going off on a tangent now, but it's a farm shop near us and... Now that I know it's there, now yeah. that I've been in, I know what it looks like. I quite like going in. Yeah. I can't get everything there, though. Mm. And you leave with either your arms full or yeah. they, good old-fashioned, they give you one of their yeah, boxes, the boxes and you carry yeah. it out. I feel really good when I'm walking out with that, though. Yeah. But then I can't take a picture and tag them on socials because I don't think they're on yeah, it. They probably won't have so some of these, I think, need to start taking advantage of um, of marketing and social media and, you know put a campaign together put a message together because just being there just existing yes people know what your values are but bloody hell you make it work hard to find you so let's talk about some campaigns that actually we do know about some good ad campaigns (laughs) yeah that have utised marketing and whatnot first one for me is Ikea which I would consider a retailer they do great campaigns right have you seen the one where it's like I can't think what it is but it's like the beds I think it's like from a baby to like no oh it's really good I can't actually remember really what it is but I saw it and I was like oh it's really good it's basically like I can't remember like they grow up but oh I guess it's the same yeah I agree it grows with yeah I think it's something like that it's really good and it's not about sustainable books (laughs) (laughs) well their sustainable living campaign promotes products that are designed for sustainable living so actually that is about sustainability, and because well, yeah, it's about saying buy a product, yeah, yeah, and and keep it, yeah. So actually, I think people, in fact, that's super clever because you've just said there it's not about sustainability, yeah, but it, it actually, actually is, yeah, it is. So that's really clever, um, and also they just make you feel homely, don't yeah, they? They're, they're IKEA good. feels like 
home. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that anybody can buy IKEA furniture, put it in their house, and make it look like IKEA. Make it look yeah. in store. Yeah. You walk into an IKEA and you think, I could just live here. Yeah. And then you get yeah. home and you've got your few bits and pieces, and it yeah, just doesn't quite add up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that they've got the campaign and that they're you know that's big campaigns. So that's big money. That's like yeah, TV ad campaigns. Money. And you, but you go in, and I quite like the experience of going in as well. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, you know. the right Sunday out. Right. Everybody loves the meatballs. I was just going to say, yeah. everyone either loves the meatballs or the hot dogs. Oh, the meatballs. I agree. Meatballs all the way. That's so good. <laughs> okay, so another brand I found did a really good campaign was Lacoste, okay. the known crocodile brand. I don't know why I didn't hear about this, but they basically did a... Um, a campaign to to support species conservation worldwide, and they basically did um, ten threatened species, yeah. and they changed the crocodile to the different species that were love that yeah becoming extinct, which I thought was really good. They did really well, and the amount of species that were left in the wild is how many t-shirts they produced. Wow! So, like, say if there was like a hundred of a certain leopard, yeah, that's they only did a hundred of that leopard top that's really clever well it sold out within 24 hours 76 percent increase in new new clients yeah six hundred thousand shares yeah and the and the traffic to save our species which is the organization increased by 200 percent and newsletter subscriptions for them increased by 300 percent which i think was really good you know what that tells me is people really do give a shit yeah about stuff like this they yeah. care about the world the environment our planet conservation go lacoste i oh, really I like that really good one yeah because they've tapped into the integrity of their brand and they've kind of said yeah so actually they were already in a three-year collaboration with the international union for conservation of nature okay and then they launched this campaign you know, for the yeah. for the ten threatened species, which I thought was really good. But when you think of sustainability, I feel like everybody always thinks of packaging, yeah. like we said, like zero waste, about that. But actually, stuff like this is still yeah. But also, th- this really brand good. has got such a platform, yeah. So brands could also take a leaf out of yeah Lacoste's book and think, okay, so maybe they're already you know sourcing their materials sustainably. Yeah. Maybe they've got a great ethical policy. Um, you know their packaging policies they could have looked at that already how else can we get involved yeah. what else are we passionate about because that's the important bit what else do we stand for what are our brand values and if theirs are around animals mm. I mean they've got a crocodile as a logo yeah then and it said how much it increased awareness just in general because they said that it was a media across the globe, even in countries where the shirts aren't actually available to buy anyway. So I don't think we can beat that. Raised good awareness. I don't think we can beat that. And also talk about ROI. Yeah, exactly. Have we sold all of the yeah. products that we made because we've only made a certain amount? Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Right, well, let's put a link to that yeah. um, in the pod notes. I'd like to know if yeah. anybody bought one. Which one they've got? Yeah, I'd like to know. I bet they're probably going for a bit, you know. If yeah, probably. Yeah, because it is such a well-known logo, isn't it? Well, I don't. I don't think we can beat that. So yeah. let's draw a line under it there. Really Everyone else do better following Lacoste's yeah. footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile-sized footsteps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good footsteps. 
Alright, see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you.